Welcome to the Renegade Yogi podcast experience. Join myself, Sorananda, and this episode's guest as we explore yoga in the modern world. Prepare yourself as we will experience yoga like never before. Today I have with me Catherine O'Shea. She is a an animal communication specialist, and I'm really excited to speak with her. And she'll say hi right away for a second here. Um, I just want to say I've had many animals in my life, and this topic has just been a part of my life, um, kind of unbeknownst to me even knowing it. And so I'm really excited to have someone who specializes in this to actually speak on um, the nuance of being able to communicate with your familiar and and what it means to um, develop that relationship and that uh, level of communication. So thank you, Catherine, for coming on. Say hello. And oh, maybe, hi. Uh, <laughs> maybe just give a second to... Um, explain to people kind of like who you are and um, how you got into this line of work that you do. Sure. Thank you so much for having me on. Hello, everybody. (laughs) It's so beautiful to connect to each of you. And um, yeah, I think this is a really important thing. And the more that I share about kind of what I do, which is actually, you know, I think we'll probably find that I came upon (laughs) stepping into this work. It'll sound very familiar to a lot of you, I think. It's like, oh yeah, when I was a kid, I remember having those experiences and this is what happened. And for me, it was something that I, you know, as I healed my physical self, it just stepped forward so strongly. And it was just, I had this people around me telling me like, you need to be doing this, you know, otherwise I probably wouldn't even be sitting here talking to you. So I think it's important to talk about this connection and we call it a gift, which it is, but I really believe that we all have it on whatever level we need to in the moment and that we can grow and cultivate and connect even deeper to that. And the thing that's so beautiful about our connection to our familiars and our animals and, um, just animals in general is on earth is like, they just have this way of connecting, right? They're connecting through frequency and vibration. They're in the moment. (laughs) They're in this unconditional love and service. Um, You know, it's just, it's so amazing. And I know that we feel that. And I know that we know that level is alive and real because I talk to so many people who just have that connection to their animal companion. Um, you know, it's like when you saw your animal and you you saw this animal and you knew it needed to come be with you and that you had this special connection with it. I mean, it's such a beautiful story and it is unique to each person, but it's also so common in a connection that 
so many people feel and diving deeper in that connection, which is what I facilitate people to do is go deeper in that connection. To me, that's what the animal communication is all about. What I'm doing is I'm connecting for me, it's, it's on the soul level or the heart level, that level of like, you know, information and energy also, but information messages, it's that quantum <laughs> you know, entanglement that we all have. And I'm just tapping into um, a piece of it um, that comes forward through whatever message needs to be offered through this being, through this spirit, through uh, this love and connection. And what that does for people, even just to hear their message from their loved one is it's amazing. It can shift the entire way that they experience their connection. It's kind of like, you know, when you have the window and it's a little dirty and then you just keep like wiping off the layers of it, you know, until you are like, wow, I, I'm experiencing this connection so much, so differently. And because we're in our human experience, how we communicate with people and other things that are not our familiars and our animal companions is, you know, very three-dimensional also. Um, but our animals, I don't want to say are like we own them, but our as in like the oneness of this connection we have with the animals is so powerful that it can bring us to that other level so quickly. And I really feel like that's what, I mean, that's the service they offer. That's what they want to do for us. Yeah, that's interesting. And I think there's like a normalized um sense of it that i like i do believe most people um know that they connect they connect and they communicate to um say their own pet in a way um where they may not just have the proper definition for what's happening right and that's why it may sound weird to think about um like communicating to them telepathically or um, that their animal understands something inherently that for whatever reason um, we just kind of operate on this hierarchy that because we're a human and they're an animal mm -hmm. that their level of comprehension isn't really at a level that maybe our comprehension is and <clears throat> what I found in my own like experiences of having uh, family pets and stuff like that is their level of comprehension is on a really at a stage or in a state that um, we just don't have the faculties to really understand, right? Because we're used to and we're developed in operating through language that right. we think that their intelligence is lesser in some way because they're not operating in a language but they have their own language and they have their own way of actually displaying their intelligence. And I think for the most part where we think we're telepathic, it's really, it's their telepathic nature and like the power of their faculties that gets through to us because when we develop a really strong kinship with an animal and we create that emotional bond that there's this, um, okayness and an openness for that telepathy to come through and um, 
I had this one experience with a cat that my brother and I had when we were living in an apartment together where I was just sitting on the couch. I like just smoked a joint. So maybe that helped. <laughs> and I was just like <laughs> petting, petting my cat and I was looking at him. And in my mind, I was just like, wow, Bodie, like you're such a good cat. Like this, you're so amazing. And in my mind, I suddenly hear stop stroking me. And then he like, twitched my hand off of him and i looked at him and then he started licking the spot that i touched and i was just like oh my god he totally just like kicked me off of him and told <laughs> me like and even the word like stroking you know like i that's not a word i would have used i would have used like petting or touching right so the fact that a word came up that i would never have used um was striking to me and then that was one of like the first most powerful experience that I had in like my animal friend communicating to me and and so that's what I kind of wanted to ask you is like is it in that kind of similar level of communication or like what do you experience or what do you go through in um, communicating with say um, like a client of yours um, who says that like, you know, my animal passed away or my animal's like sick or something, or, you know, I think my animal um, is trying to communicate to me to s or c communicate something to me. Can you help me um, in that regard? Yeah. So you want to know what my experience is? With yeah. <laughs> I loved your experience. Thanks for sharing that. So sometimes I do audibly hear it like that. Yeah, sometimes they're saying, like, one of the first things I hear is they usually, um, I hear and see a number, and often it's like how old they are, or how long they've been with the person, or how, how old they were when they got with them, or how the person was, like, sometimes I have to figure it out, but um, I, I see things in my, um, like, I get images, I, they show me things, like, sometimes they'll show me like a blanket they love or like one time I had someone reach out to me uh, this happens every week actually for people who whose animals are not who have gotten out of their um you know they're not with them they ran off or they went on their own adventure or they were guided yeah. you know yeah. they're lost <laughs> um so they're like oh I lost my dog you know can you help me find him and sometimes they'll show me like where they are, like it's a dirty dirt play, a place of dirt or they're in someone's house or they're at a vineyard or they're in the woods or, you know, they'll, they'll show me. So I'll see images um, and they like to show me different toys and just different things, mostly to connect to the people that like, yes, this is me connecting with you because this is this and this and this, <laughs> or a place that they love to go, or they'll show me, you know, something they love to do, or um, they'll show me like a food that the human really loves to eat, or um, another way is, yeah, I hear them, so they'll, they'll I'll hear things in, in a different way, right, like the way that you heard, heard that, it's very direct, but it's different than your mind thinking it. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes I think we can hear our own thoughts or, you know. <laughs> um, and then the other way is they actually like to use my mouth and they like to use my voice and they just share their message that way. So it's really like being channeled. Um, and 
And that's like a very interesting experience. And kind of like what you said, I, there's words that come out of my mouth that I actually don't even know what they, what they mean. And I'm like, is that a word? And the human's like, yeah, that's a word. And I'm like, oh, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't know that word or a place, you know, I'm mildly educated geographically, but there's, <laughs> there's places I don't know about and they'll share that place or they'll say, and give me a nickname that they get called or, um, show me flowers that are special or you know, I just receive information in all those different ways. And sometimes I get a feeling also it's all the ways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, cause I think that speaks to like what I was saying a little bit earlier about their in level of intelligence and, um, you know, what their capabilities are as like a being in the dimension that they're in. Right. Like, I don't know if you've ever read the law of one, the raw material, or if you've ever heard about that. I haven't read it. Nope. So there's a significant portion where raw talks about the different densities um, that make up um, like the like the galaxy that we're in or the solar system. And it's um, it's tied to the like the the rainbow or like the scale of music where there's like one to seven and then an octave beyond that where the first density is all of like your minerals and your rocks and water and just like kind of in inanimate objects and then your second density is um uh plant life all the way up to animal life so like the animal life is is the end of the spectrum of second density that is on the border of coming into third density where we are uh, like humans right and that animals that we've domesticated are animals that we're helping bridge into third density right so we're helping them become human right. in some way and so i i think in in their level of of the density that they're in um, because they are interacting with humans and because they're getting a glimpse of the next stage of their evolution that they receive um, like energy from that that can give them those kind of abilities, right? That um, their way of being able to speak and communicate and and I think now because of the internet and because of people sharing all sorts of videos, you see it. Like there's animals that like, totally say things right like there's cats that like say i love you and there's dogs that like you know <laughs> and like and and so um to me i've really wanted to keep an open mind to um developing that for myself and even with my dog now with my dog rupert um he's just like highly intelligent right he's like super emotional and he understands like full phrases from me and to the point like i've been um kind of experimenting with the possibility of a telepathic communication with him where i'll just look at him and i'll just be like we'll be staring at each other and in my mind i'll just like say do you want to go for a walk and i just like see him like turn his head as soon as i say it and then like, I'll just keep staring at him and I'll say it again, like louder in my head. And then he'll just like, 
start spinning around and then go to where the leash is and um that is where i find like that um uh like that journey for him of like you know potentially in his next life becoming human or something right so um maybe you've experienced that or you know come kind of like formulating a question in my mind of like have you possibly had the experience where you've seen um like clients whose animals have passed away that maybe um they were like ready to become human or there's just like this kind of like energy around them of of like an like a transition into something greater um which may be a tricky question to answer but you know let's see how it goes <laughs> <laughs> okay cool <laughs> um well first i just want to acknowledge like just my under i just want to share my understanding i really appreciate what you shared it's really beautiful and yeah the way that i've I kind of understand it from just diving into it and doing as much of it as possible is um, so animals, they don't have the same like pollution that we have as humans, right. That with our higher way of <laughs> communicating or whatever our existence um, we have the opportunity to create things differently and be in the reality in a different way. Um animals communicate through frequency and vibration this is my experience so when you're in your in your energy field and in your informational field saying inside the frequency and vibration of like let's go for a walk well yeah he's going to receive that the same way why they know we're sad or they know we're excited or they know 5 minutes before we get home that we're going to get home and say, oh, well, they know what time we come home. Well, okay. Well, maybe your dog tells time, but mostly they're sensing the frequency and vibration of the day in some way. Right. Um, so they, they, they communicate in this way on the master level. And we might also, if we had everything else stripped down, right. If this was the way that we had to connect and communicate for example like have you ever gotten a phone call from someone you were just thinking about yes yeah many times or you call someone out of all the minutes in all the days and all the people that you're connected to and know you think of that person and the phone rings and they call you so it's that level. We do have that ability to communicate in that level. This is what I, this is how I think, but, um, but they're like masters, at it, you know, but this is how they would survive this. I mean, they have their senses, right? Their, their heightened senses of smell and, and hearing and everything, but they know the weather. They, they always say, if something's happening with the weather, watch the animals because they can read and communicate through the frequency and vibration of everything. So um, this is why when two animals meet, they have that whole experience also, like they're communicating and they're releasing and they're rallying and they're figuring out who's gonna do what. And, you know, that's kind of a different thing, but um, 
I also got information that this is also how they can detect seizures and stuff mm-hmm. is through the frequency and vibration and how they can, yeah, maybe they smell the cancer, but they also can detect the frequency because cancer carries a certain frequency. Mm-hmm. So they know that. <laughs> and this is also why sometimes you can say a word that doesn't make sense, but if you say it in a way that embodies a frequency that you say, you want to go for a walk? You know, if you say something different in that way, they might get a little confused and sort of have that response and be like, well, I think you're saying this, but but your energy is still saying the, the thing that you're not, that's not coming out of your mouth, but with your energy, you're saying it. So I don't know if that gets cloudy, but um, I also think the, so I've met some animals who have been human before and they came, they took a, another step in their journey and they came back as an animal to learn some things and experience things. And the thing that the domesticated animals, when you embody and come into life as a domesticated animal, I feel like that can be chosen. You know, that, that is a path on earth. So when you're a domesticated animal, you have a different opportunity. You don't have to like kill for your food. You don't have to, you know, you have this different opportunity to bring service. And this is what I think, you know, brings in the virtue and kind of helps you brings in the wisdom and the learning that helps you like go on your path. So it's like, um, they get to, they get to just love someone unconditionally, which is like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> you know, they get to be in that moment in that presence and, in just offer that love. And sometimes, you know, what they're here to teach us their love is unconditional. So sometimes even when we think they're being naughty or they're like doing something that doesn't jive with us, um, it's actually like really that's also their service. It's because they're usually trying to show or teach you something um, like to help you develop patience or whatever you need on your path. Um, And this this is what I've discovered and it's so amazing to me when you really think about it it's like it's really really heart touching and I do think also you know my personal belief is that souls find each other too because I've done so many readings where the souls have been connected before in a different lifetime like you know maybe you have with your dog before or maybe you know and so when you meet someone have you ever met someone and you just like got along with them so well you felt like you knew them forever, but it was actually like five minutes? Oh yeah. <laughs> I actually, um, I went on a date last night and it was someone I had met like years ago, and um, it was like we saw each other yesterday. It was like yeah. really surreal, you know. And um, yeah, so yeah, like that. So uh, that can happen uh, too. Yeah, yeah, that you know, it's um. You can believe it however you want to believe it. It can be like soul recognition. It can believe, be like you're, you know, um, you remembering or that soul memory coming up, that good feeling of the positive, you know, experience you had with them. It could also be that like the, the frequency and vibration and the information that you've created together in a lifetime comes up, you know, when you meet again, that field opens and you, and you have that, that feeling and you connect to that information. Um, 
so there's lots of ways to look at it, but it's, it's really amazing. So there's some animals that are like domesticated. They're not into being it. They're like, I don't know how to be a cat. Like I, I've never done this before. I'm not really that happy about it. Please help me. <laughs> like, you know? So they just like, their behavior is like, help, you know, because they're like, I don't know what, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to be this or, um, or they have things to learn. So they, it comes up in their lifetime, you know, just like for us. Um, but I do think that they do have the way that they communicate and connect is just amazing. And I think that's the most profound thing that they bring through the work that I'm very honored to do. I think that's often what comes through and connects to people is that, that connection, that way of being that's so special. And I do think we all have the, the ability to connect that way, but we have so many other things going on. <laughs> um, your volume just went up uh, quite a bit. Do you want to just speak for a second? And uh, Sure. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Um, something... Here. Did I get too close to the microphone, maybe? Oh, maybe. Well, Sorry, I got excited. <laughs> that's okay. I can turn it down on my end uh, here. How's that? Is that better? Or is that too oh, loud? It oh, can that's, also turn oh it that's better. Yeah. That's better. Okay. Um, yeah. So there's something that you Sorry. said <laughs> that um, I think is really important. It's the belief part right um because for whatever reason people can't help but scrutinize um this like nat this ability right so like this experience of having a, a pet or an animal communicate to you in a way that is unbeknownst to what we think is our nature of communication right of sound entering our ear our brain processing it and then being able to conceptualize what it is that we've heard and then to communicate out of our mouth, right? That's like the most basic level of what, you know, we all as humans are operating on. And, and what I find is that the power that we have is this ability to apply belief so that our experience of that connection with the animal or with um, our pet um, makes er, it allows it to be unique to us right so then like people outside of us it doesn't matter if they believe it or not right it's it's how strongly within you you believe that you have this you know special connection with your animal and I think um, I think that's what really helps allow the animal to communicate to you more right and and so when i looked back at my you say with my experience with my cat Bodie or my childhood cat comet um that now it's just like easier and easier to 
um, have that experience with my dog. And um, it's interesting because my childhood cat, Comet, my communication from him would actually come through dreams. And mm. the That's really common, actually. Yeah, like the most surreal one that I had was um, I think I – yeah, I think I – I think I was like maybe 21. I like just moved back into my parents' house from living with my brother and I was going back to university and I have this dream that my cat comes up to me and it's interesting because I was a child in my dream in front of my parents' house playing with like some other kids and my cat just like comes out of nowhere and he comes up to me and he looks at me and he's like, I'm going to die in two years. And I'm like what and i just like woke up and then he's like sleeping at the foot of my bed and i was like wow that's super weird and two years later he died and he like he died in my arms and uh he had like um kidney failure just because my parents fed him you know like the fancy feast and kibble and all that garbage um but he lived till he was like 19 and um then after he passed away, I have another dream that I like walk into my parents' bedroom and I open the closet. There is like this space back in their closet that he would always sleep in. And mm -hmm. he was there and he was like hiding and he looks up to me. And he's like, I don't want to go. Like, I don't want to go yet. And I'm like, it's okay, man. Like, it's okay. You're ready. You're ready to do it. Like, I'm here just you can go and he looked at me and he's like are you sure and i was like yeah you're you're totally ready i love you just you can go and he's like okay and he looked up and i watched like his spirit just like go and leave and then i woke up and i was like yeah that's it he's gone and i haven't had a dream with him since you know and and i and i think um it's really important to catalog that stuff, you know, and, and that's part of that belief system of knowing that um, our familiars and our pets and animals in general are so powerful and, you know, their level of communication with us is on a, le on a level that we need to, like, use our imagination and we have to, like, stretch our boundaries of, of y you know, what's possible because... Um, we can end up having amazing experiences just like that, you know, just through your dreams. And, um, yeah, so could you um, – do you have any stories of, um, um, like, kind of communications like that or something that maybe sticks out in your memory of, um, you know, a client that you worked with? um that kind of got closure or had you know some kind of like healing experience from you know um the communication that came through with you working with them yeah um thank you for sharing that that's really beautiful you know a lot of people have those kinds of experiences actually and i think maybe i'm a safe place for you know, people come to me for a reason, right? Because yeah. <laughs> I'm the crazy one who's like, yeah, that's what I do. Um, for me, 
I can, I could just hear them when I was a child. I, I just heard them and I could see the spirits of them. And so I, I didn't have such a subtle um, experience, (laughs) Um, but I also, a lot of people I've worked with will tell me that they'll dream about my dog will come to them in a dream and tell them things. Yeah. He's very special. But um, (laughs) when I was um, in meditation one day, I had, I was in a relationship where we had two dogs And then we decided to go our our separate ways, but we kept the dogs together and they weren't with me. And um, one day I was sitting there in meditation and my dog came to me. And this is when I started to realize that like, I really need to be doing this and not just like hide it, you know, just not because I thought people were going to think I'm crazy or I care about that, but just because I wanted to serve with that ability you know it's like well if I'm receiving this maybe and it helps me maybe it can help someone else so he came to me and he said I want to come live with you I'm ready I want to be on this journey I want to change my name I want this and this and this and um, I'm also okay where I am if you're not ready for that but this is what I want to come and tell you and I was like completely shocked and then a few days later, I got a text from my previous partner being like, will you take the dogs for a weekend? And um, he just, I said, I'll take, you know, the one, this one. And he, he came and then he just stayed with me and it was all good. It was all, you know, kosher and everything. But um, yeah, so that was my experience, like of that brought me a lot of closure because I really didn't think I had the ability or my landlord was going to do this or that, or I wasn't even allowed to have dogs and that. And then it just happened because he came to me and was like, I want this to happen. And it opened my heart. And I was like, okay, possibilities. Here we go. I'm just going to let this happen. If it could happen. I didn't think about it too much and it just happened. Um, a lot of people have dreams about their animals and, um, you know what I think sometimes is really unique is the information that they can give them about um, let me there's so many examples I'm trying to think of what is the best to share for you all Um, one thing is kind of cool that comes up pretty often actually is they will um, describe like a book that someone has on their shelf and tell them to turn to a certain page or tell them to look in a book or tell them to find an item that's blah, 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 blah. And they will, and they'll find something that like a message or they'll find an old piece of paper that had da, 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 da written down that somehow for them connects all of this and brings that closure to them. Um, they also like will describe how they were honored how the human honored them after they transitioned and that they really liked it and um, or give them ideas on how they can connect to them, like wearing a certain thing that they can connect to or hanging a hummingbird glass thing in the window. And somehow that's like super significant to them and their connection to their dog. And I would have no idea about that. Um, And I think that all brings closure yeah, and even the information they can give about about their transition, about like, yeah, I was held and you were with me and um, I wasn't afraid and, you know, all these different things that they can share that can help people actually have the closure. And then 
the thing is, because of the uniqueness of our connection with our animals, what they bring to us, right? What we've been talking about. And because we're so human and we communicate in the other ways too, I feel like a big thing that happens for people, even if it was such a beautiful relationship and everything was amazing, is this guilt and stuff can set in because their human, our minds don't know, like, did they have everything they needed? I didn't get the confirmation that I did the right thing or I fed them the right food or, you know, da, 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 da. And, um, I think that a lot of times um, when they hear the messages, they can actually like let go of some of that because it's like the communication that they needed need to hear or, you know, it's, it's interesting. People can carry around that guilt for like decades and it can really affect how they love themselves, how they respond to themselves, how they interact with others, what ideas and mindsets they start collecting about themselves as this or that or this, you know, that guilt can, that that's a low vibrational message. So it, it can affect people. And once that goes, and I've had my own experience with that, once that leaves, it's like, wow, now I feel, I didn't even know that was there, but now that it's gone, it's like, wow. And I think when we learn that we can connect to that love that they have anytime that they don't have to be physically embodied next to us, uh, even though that's a different experience, right? Um, that we actually have that ability to connect to them all the time. Um, then that's what's going to help us heal that, uh, that it's not really absent, you know, I don't know if that's what you're asking me, but that's what came through. No, that's a good point. Um, and I think because we have a taboo relationship with death in general and our, our view of loss um, is just immediately surrounded by sorrow and mourning that that can overshadow the the transition that's occurring right and yeah, it's very sacred isn't it i mean it's so sacred i think yeah to transition and leave your body or whatever yeah and i and i think it's just because of the inherent beliefs that we have of the fear of death and the like the great mystery of where someone goes if they go anywhere right and especially if people are um like atheistic in a sense of their belief of death where there's just like nothing that happens and that the um like the sudden lack of life and the deterioration of this body um the morbidity of it is appalling right and for me what's what happened in my early 20s is I read the Tibetan Book of the Dead, and that really helped me understand how to view and how to believe the transition of life and that um, when a consciousness sheds its body and it's in a kind of like a limbo state of, of transition, that there's an opportunity to help that consciousness and that soul to then like level up. And so when my family cat, Comet, died, that's essentially what I did in, like, holding that space and, like, holding him in my lap 
and talking to him and like looking up at him in like the ether and being like hey you are going to become like us like you did an amazing job here as a cat like you had so many amazing like human tendencies in the last part of your life like it was amazing i would watch him meditate with the sun you know i would just watch him just like sit there with his eyes closed and just like bathe in sunlight and so um i think when we can shift our perspective on on death um you know starting with an animal in our life that we can see that their return to this like invisible eternal realm that the best thing that we can do is to witness their transition and to recognize that they're there because they're going to hear us and they're going to have an even greater comprehension of understanding us and for us to be like you're ready whether you become another animal or you know whether you you know become a dog or a cat or a bird in someone else's house or you become a human I just want you to know that you're ready to go where you go and we love you and um, we're going to like do a ceremony with your body and we're going to put you in a good place and you don't have to worry about that. Right. And um, and that's why I was like it was so interesting for me to have that dream of like finding my cat in my parents closet and, you know, kind of finalizing that step of like helping him transition um because then that's going to be useful in the event of like a loved one who dies in our life who's like you know a sister or brother or parent or something right that right. then um the service that that animal has is, is in a much greater picture right of like even preparing us for yeah. for something that will even cause even more like potential turmoil and and grief and sadness um, just because of our level of attachment, right? So that's that's where I recognize that, like, my family cat had a much greater purpose than I even knew um, back when I first got him when I was, like, four years old, right? When you're just a kid and you're like, sweet, we got a cat, you know? And, um, and then <laughs> me as, like, a, you know, 22-year-old or 23-year-old being like, oh, my God, I never even realized or thought that, like, he would help me with my overcoming, like, uh, this, like, fear of death and being able to watch this, like, beautiful creature transition and communicate to me. So that was, that was really special and really beautiful. I, I love that you share that because I mean, most of us don't outlive our pets. So we have, we get to have that opportunity to have that experience. And I think that we don't always, we haven't quite got there yet. We don't quite understand. I say we as like the collective. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's one thing I do feel called to do that the animals are guiding me is to like <clears throat> start to facilitate that more and more. I have done a lot of those sessions where they, you know, and even after, but I've been very, I've been present for many people, many, um, animals transition. Um, and it can be deeply, the thing is about honoring them and, and, and yes, a lot of them when they're dying and 
you know, everyone can do what they want to do. I have zero judgment about however you decide your animal is going to transition, but you know, it, there is suffering being released when, when, when they're transitioning, when they're dying. So it, it isn't always going to, to, from the humanness look or feel so beautiful. But when I look at it spiritually and I look at it through their experience and when they, what they show me is it actually is very sacred and beautiful and your love and your presence there and that acceptance and that release is really um, helpful for them and important for them and to have that field of support and and um, it's almost like they're releasing what they need to release before they leave so they don't take it with them does that make sense that's yeah. what I see a lot and so I do honor people that are, you know, I, I get it that you're like, I don't want my animal to suffer. So I'm just going to put them down. Um, understandable. Um, but there is a purpose to that also. And um, I have, that's something I've had a deeper understanding of that I didn't really understand before. Um, so if people are open to, you know, I try to give that information and, you know, my own understanding of it and let people make their own decision. Um, but the MO is to, you know, euthanize the animal before the suffering gets too bad. That's just how we've done it forever and ever and ever. And it's, um, you know, the doctors, that's what they tell you to do. And it's a quality of life thing. And it's just very interesting. So I think that sometimes, you know, that can be supportive. And it's also whatever deal you and that soul have made. Um, but I've seen that it can be really beneficial if you just um, show up to be in love and service and hold their hand and be there for them and tell them that it's okay and that they can go and they can leave all that, release all that stuff before they leave and giving them that opportunity. Um, when they leave, then they have a different experience and a different opportunity to go into their next life. That's what I've seen in that. So it kind of ties into what you were talking about. And I love that you brought forward that because th this can happen too, even after they're gone, right? Or however we're saying that after they've left the physical body, um, you can still help them <laughs> to do that. And it, it's a process. <laughs> and yeah, I think it, it can be really sacred and, and beautiful. And that's a, a really beautiful opportunity. Not so many animals in the wild get to die of old age or, you know, get to have that experience. A lot of them become food or, you know. Yeah, and, and that's the interesting thing. Um, you know, being human and... Um, especially in the, in the state of the world that we're in now um, with how modern it is and um, you know, the however many generations of, of domestication that's occurred for us to have this um, belief and um, this like experience that's normalized of just like having pets. Right. 
and and what it's taken for cats and dogs to go from a wild state um, to a domesticated state and ultimately what that means right and that's that's where I thought it was interesting reading the law of one and hearing this like channeled work of, of raw talking about um, the purpose of that and how um, it all ties into the like the evolution of consciousness and the transition from uh, one density to another and just like how um, for us humans um, adopting a spiritual practice and doing spiritual work is coming in contact with like the next density for ourselves and that like it's this like funny way to think of you know our our higher self in this next realm is like domesticating us into that next realm you know and like we're the pets right <laughs> but we, we just don't see like our like master you know like we don't see like uh the owner of us and um and so I like to try to keep that in mind when I'm interacting with my dog Rupert that like there is a level of it that I'm like I am treating him like a human too that like there's this like preparation that's going on so that he can get a sense of you know what it would be like to be a human and that's why like I'll joke around with him and so when he like jumps up on me I'll like keep him up longer than he wants he'll like try to like struggle out i'll be like no this is what it's like to stand on your legs and be a human come on stand up with me and he just is like no <laughs> and he like runs away um yeah so yeah it's it's really it it's really special and i i feel really grateful to have had the experiences um that i've had with uh like my my cat comet and um my cat Bodhi and now with with Rupert um you know maybe have you um have you ever had an experience where the animal um maybe didn't like something that the owner was doing or um you know maybe had some like wisdom or guidance for the person that you were working with um mm -hmm. yeah like does that make sense yeah i think so um yeah um well especially with the with when there's more than one animal when there's like the disharmony in that or for cats for example a lot of them there's some cats that really want a place to be up and there's some cats that go hide under things. So they've asked, they'll make requests for more places where they can perch up um, for, you know, for like safe places or that they need their own time away from the other animals or the kids or the whatever, or that they would like to eat different kinds of food. <laughs> I did this one reading uh, with this woman. She had two dogs uh, and they were very specific about what they wanted to eat. And then I was getting all this information about stuff they were deficient in, like that they needed in their physical bodies. And, um, you know, I don't know. I just share the information, right? 
And so then she sent me an email a few hours after and was like, oh my gosh, I looked up all these foods and they're all foods that are like rich in all the things that they were deficient in that they needed in their diet. And I was like, oh, they're so smart. You know, I don't really have, I don't need to know anything. <laughs> like, you know, um, I really don't. And, um, <coughs> excuse me. Yeah. Or, um, you know, just that they also things that they want to have about the, hu- the human experience. Like you were saying, this one dog who was getting older and he was going to transition soon. So that's why we're having this session. So she could see like what he needs to do or want or connect to before he goes. And one of the things he said is that he wanted to try lemonade. And like, I almost didn't say it out loud because it just felt so ridiculous to say, because I was like, you know, but that's where I just had to trust it. Right. And like, get out of my own ego and be like, it doesn't really matter what you think about it. Just say it. And like, if she connects to it, fine. If she doesn't move on, you know? So, um, and she was like, she almost, she just got teary. Actually. She almost just burst into tears. Cause she was like, I drink lemonade every single day. And I could see him in my spiritual eye under this glass table, like looking up at this glass of lemonade. And I was like, well, he wants to try a lemonade before, you know, he transitions. She gave it to him. I guess he didn't really want it, but it was that connection of that like time of like something she loved and enjoyed so much and him wanting to like be a part of that before he transitioned and have that experience. And I thought that that was really beautiful and very cool. Um, yeah, there's diff- different colors that they like, which is funny because in our human mind, my human mind, I'm like, I don't think animals see colors in the same way. I don't even think we all see colors in the same way, but it's that frequency. It's just whatever they like, whatever they want to connect to. Um, so they make requests for different things. Um, yeah, one dog was telling me something um, it wasn't direct, but it got there where it actually ends up that the vet was giving them the wrong medicine and it was actually poisoning them. And that's why they were on their deathbed, which was what we were trying to help. And we say, I mean, the dog lives, it's still alive now, but was really not, not going to make it. Um, they were very worried about this poor little, you know, this little, little guy and a little girl. And, um, yeah, it was, I was guided to do some practices between the soul of the vet and the, the dog. And there was these other things to look at. And there was all this information that was being given. It was kind of this like trail map to actually opening up that opportunity for them to discover that actually they were poisoning this dog. Now, obviously not on purpose, but somehow that was in the karma, right? Of that situation and what was happening. And so um, yeah, they were able to stop and um, we did lots of blessings and lots of things and, and the dog ended up living, which was beautiful. <laughs> wow. That is like, that's actually really incredible. And that to me speaks to, um, I don't want to say ignorance, but um, maybe uh, a slight naivety um, within kind of like a like strict materialistic scientific methodology on how to treat an illness right um where 
it's it's just like so formulaic it's like oh your dog has this then we give him this right and if that doesn't work then we give him this and if that doesn't work then we got to operate or something right and and so to you know have the availability and the opportunity to have someone like you to come in and be like you know what your dog is so much more intelligent than you think and it knows something that you none of you know because it's experiencing yeah. something that you're not willing to really be open to and there's you know um fortunately you know you're able to pick up on that communication to have the animal be like look whatever they're giving me is making me worse and they need to stop and i don't know how to tell them because they don't understand me and you know i've been trying to tell them for so long and i'm pretty much gonna die <laughs> and um, that i think is really beautiful to be able to have like not only the owner respect that and cooperate with that but then also oh, the yeah. vet to be like, okay, maybe we'll do another diagnostic and see what is happening. And then just to find like, oh my God, like, like whatever it is that's poisoning them, if it's like disrupting like their bladder or their kidneys or their organs in some way or whatever, their blood that suddenly they're like, oh, if we, if you didn't communicate this to, you know, the owners of the dog, like we never would have picked this up. And, you know, we have to now look at, maybe not even using this medication because you know it could be they could be poisoning all sorts of animals without even knowing it right so yeah i mean vet medicine animal medicine is just um i honor all the vets really honestly with my heart but it's it's newish medicine it's so there's so many different species and so many different things and i think there's a tendency to treat it like we do you know human western medicine um yeah you know and the thing that really touched me about that was not only was it revealing that information, but I honestly believe this with all of my heart, that information wouldn't have even been accessible. It would have been looked over if we hadn't been doing the work to clear whatever blockages was stopping that from being realized. Yeah. Like that was actually the thing that the dog was communicating was like, we got to clear this so that they can know how to help me. And, you know, I wasn't really sure what that meant, but we did it and it did. And they realized it and that was happening. The dogs, all the organs were failing. I mean, this dog was, you know, it was, it was a real intense thing. And so that's where the, the tools as a practitioner can be really amazing too, is, you know, helping them to self you know so we can help our animals to self-clear also because they're also taking on all this stuff from us which is another service they offer it's a whole nother layer of like them right ascending into what they're going to do is like really having that experience and taking on that stuff like i know if my dog is acting a certain way like anxious i need to like really tune into what's happening for me in my emotional body and where what the anxiety level is like where that frequency is and really release it and then he's he's better so he's just showing me like hey this is what's happening in our field this is what's going on um another thing is there was this cat who uh was was really going through a lot actually she was only three three years old she was being fostered and she all of a sudden 
um, just started throwing up and never stopped. And she was in the animal hospital and had seen like three different specialists for like 11 days. And she was a foster cat. So they were saying, you know, if she doesn't show improvement, we're just going to have to euthanize her because we don't have the resources to sustain this if it's if she's not improving. So um, the foster person called me and we did a bunch of work and a bunch of communication and um, we did one big healing session and um, the next day she got her feeding tube removed or no she ate without throwing up for the first time in 11 days they did a surgery they did all these things to try to is it a blockage is it this is it that they did everything they could do um, and she just told me exactly what it was so I guided through some practices to help you know that we could help her to self-clear we had her participating on the soul level we 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 cleared and transformed the information. And then the next day she was able to eat and not throw up for the first time in, you know, almost two weeks. And then we did another session. And then the next day she got her feeding tube removed and she got to go home. And a few months ago, I got a message that she was adopted. Wow! <laughs> so now she gets to live a happy kitty life. And um, she had some things happening for her after that. And we just kept working with her. She had some digestive stuff and different things happening. Um, but her life was saved, you know, uh, by her, <laughs> you know, she, yeah. she, she told me what she needed and what we needed to do. Um, animals who are lost will show me where they are um, and people find them. And um, it's all, it's all that they're doing. I'm really not doing anything, but just showing up to receive it. And, um, you know, I had to really be pushed to do that. It was like so uncomfortable not to do it. Mm -hmm. um that you know i just had to start doing it and then once i realized and it's been really helpful for me and my dog too my friend um i, I sometimes have a harder time connecting to him <laughs> we are so connected but when you know because i'm in my human like this is how our relationship is and this is how this is and then when i'm trying to tap <laughs> deeper into it right <laughs> sometimes I have a hard time really like <laughs> waxing off that <laughs> that mode and just like really allowing it to come through but he's like helped me in in so many ways um yeah they just have so much information and they will tell me how to help their human too and that's the that's really what what they're even all about it's like <laughs> you know they'll tell me they have back pain they have you know you need to help them and i'm like okay do you have any pain in your back <laughs> yeah do you mind if i offer you it you know and uh yeah <laughs> yeah that's interesting um um that's the because i think the stigma around this can be like oh you're making this up right that it's like it's not actually the animal doing anything um you're just this is your business and you're just doing these things to like comfort the human and um gosh i would really pick a much easier thing to do <laughs> yeah exactly right it's like <laughs> the level of like yeah like like strategic manipulation that's gonna have to go on in order for that to be true right and yeah, I mean, I resisted doing this. I'll tell you, like, we there could be a whole thing about that. Like, 
Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, some people, it's they're not going to believe it. It's not their thing. That's totally fine. Yeah. I don't need course. anyone else to believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe um, that's kind of where we can end it. Here is, um, you know, um, what it what it means to be open um, to the intelligence of of these beings and you know these um this intelligence uh that comes through that we call pets and um that you're right like it's not it's not your volition you know it's not you um like trying to make this stuff up it's it is literally a channeling and a transference um from these animals that want to communicate and they're like finally someone who gets it let's do this right like and you know the fact that you've saved animals lives is a testament to that so um yeah thank you for doing the work that you do because you know i'm sure there are many many people who are grateful for what you've done and even the vets that you've worked with that are like you know what like there's something real here that we have to consider and and i'm sure that's why they call you up and i'm sure that's why you know weekly you have people coming to you to want to do this work because there's a reality to it it's not just you know fantasy or imagination or fabrication no it's not (laughs) but you know i'm i honestly just feel really honored and grateful that i get to do this because it's just a part of what i i need to do right to connect to my next stage so i know that it's it's i think it's a responsibility and if i don't do it because someone's not going to believe it or whatever um then it's really painful and even if i can just help one person out of the room of how many people are like whatever then yeah that's also not up to me (laughs) that's also not not my deal right so yeah I feel really honored I'm very grateful I want to help every animal and human that I can and it's really touched my heart I had no idea when I started doing it what actual effect it was going to have and what what the road was going to look like and that animals were going to tell me information that would save their lives or you know find their home back to their home or you know be able to explain to their humans why they left the house because they're on their journey and they need to do da 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 and they'll come back and don't worry or whatever it is it's just it every time I do a session and it blows my mind just what comes through because it's far beyond what I could make up (laughs) Uh, and that is just really the truth of it (laughs) um yeah so thank you for uh coming on if you can maybe just share with people um uh where they can find you website social media um and i'll have links for all that stuff as well um i'll even make a little um clip of our um, interview here that i can send to you and for people to see um, just on my social media um so yeah where can uh people find you mainly 
Yeah, sure. And first, I just want to say thank you. <laughs> thank you for having me on, allowing me to share and connect to everybody. So if you want to connect further to with me or just check out what I'm up to, um, you can find me most of the ways. So you can find me on YouTube at Soul Light Pet Services with Catherine O'Shea. You can find me, I am on Facebook actually, um, Catherine O'Shea at Soul Light Pet, I think is the Facebook. I do, I go live on YouTube and Facebook every week, a couple times a week. I have the Pet Love Show, which is really cool. And often I'll have uh, guests on there and do demos and we do all kinds of communication. Um, I'm also on TikTok very recently <laughs> where I'm doing little reading videos. So you have an opportunity to send me a photo of your pet and get a little mini three minute reading. Um, and that's at Soul Light Pet. And I'm on Instagram at Soul Light Pet. And um, yeah, soullightpetservices.org is my website. And that's where you can check out what the services I, I offer. I am doing lots of classes and different things coming up. Uh, to help us connect to our animals and to heal from the loss of a pet and to, you know, kind of experience that differently. So I would love to connect to any of you and your animal companions. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you. Thank you for listening, everyone. Have a wonderful rest of your day and we'll